I think Chance will bounce back though. Mm-hmm. He's dropped some good singles. It just sucks. He was the biggest. He was like one of those top four artists. Like he was it's like crazy, the, with huh? the Travis Scotts about like just mm-hmm. about to go over. And Travis also has done this hiatus and had his own things that have happened. That yeah, have stopped him from being in that top category. And I definitely think in this generation, and we'll and we're gonna get into this. I don't think you can have a long hiatus as you used to. What's up, guys? Welcome to the Sound Centric Podcast. I'm Samuel Sarfo. I'm Adam Dash. Thank you guys for tuning in. We have a really great conversation for you guys about independent creators and if it's really a road to travel and if everyone's really built for it. So make sure you stay tuned to the very end. If you haven't done so already, make sure to like and subscribe. Go ahead and check out our website, soundcentricmusic.com. We have a lot of great content and articles on there. But let's not waste no time and let's get to it. Adam Fam. And what is your playlist title and what is your leading single? Man, Bring it to Sam me. Sam can't stop roasting me about it, but I'm going mm-hmm. through my my Jay-Z discovery. <laughs> uh, this morning I was listening to Kingdom Come, which I have discovered per Sam. It's not a well-received album. Uh, I did not know that. But I was listening to Show Me What You Got. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's going to be the song that highlights this playlist. Mm-hmm. I low-key like the Lil Wayne version better. I think Jay-Z did too. Because according to Hove, he had to look himself in the mirror and say, do I still got it? <laughs> and according to Sam, he did not have it after <laughs> after that album. And you know, we're trying to prove ourselves right now with this whole podcast game and getting them TikTok views up. So show me what you got, you know? That's, yeah. that's how we're feeling. How about you? You got you? a title? You, got a, you didn't come up with the title. You no, show me, what, show me what oh. you got is the title. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got you. Okay. And show also just backtracking got. off that, like, again, Kingdom Come, he dropped it after he retired. And everyone shitted on it, essentially. It was just horribly received. Just like Relapse. But the thing is, Relapse was actually good. And over time, <laughs> it became a cool classic. Kingdom Come was, was awful. What was after Kingdom Come? Death of Autotune? But guess what? It was American Gangster. This was in 2008. So he dropped Kingdom Come in 2006. 2008, he came back with American Gangster, which is... Was that I completely liked? forgot about that album. It was incredible. If you haven't heard oh, it yet, it was, okay. it's, it's arguably top 4J. Okay, that's so how, that one, okay. That's how incredible it is. If it wasn't for that album, Jay-Z's career would have been put into question because after that, he dropped Blueprint 3, which is no different from Recovery, which is better, but Blueprint 3 has like the New York yeah. and all those pop I mean, songs yeah, and stuff, yeah. Death of Autotune, et cetera. Yeah. Okay. I'm going yeah. to have to bump American Gangster. You'll love it, man. That's an album where it's like, okay, okay. This Good is, beats this on is there? Jay-Z. Good beats. Trust me. You're in for a treat. Eh, I'm ready. All right, so what's your playlist name? My playlist title is Back from the Future, and the leading single is Wheels of Steel. First off, quick shout out to Outkast. AT Aliens is one of my favorite rap projects and albums of all time. Again, back then, like Adam was saying, a lot of the stuff was really boom back orientated, but the South came up with something fresh and completely experimental. And the South it's just got something to say. The South got something to say. And the title is called Back to the Future because from our last conversation, Adam got me really thinking. Basically, you know, sometimes we really don't give flowers to the new generation. We all get stuck in the past. When we listen to music, it starts off from our youth, and eventually we fall in love with that music. But when time passes, we kind of ignore the, the current trends and the current music, movies, entertainment, whatever, and just stick to what we liked when we were younger. That means we're stuck in the past, and sometimes we need to get back to the future, bars, and you know, <laughs> focus around on what's going on. And I just want to give my flies, like, like what you were saying before with um, Griselda, if they made an album possibly before in the 90s, maybe that could have been a classic. Maybe these rappers are finding it difficult to make a classic because of oversaturation, because it's already been done. But that doesn't mean I, that the people in the 90s weren't doing it better, because they oh, were doing it better. Yeah, of course. Of course, there's amazing albums. I'm just glad you're coming around a little bit to the point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it's like there's certain albums, like say To Pimp a Butterfly. Mm-hmm. Maybe they should be put in the category of like ultra classic, 
because mm-hmm. I think there's some song albums that right from the get go, I think everyone recognizes mm-hmm. as a classic. Mm-hmm. So maybe good. I'm, I forget the reception of Good Kid, Mad City. I was 12 years old. Yeah, I, I think it was instantly hailed a I really good so. album. Was, yeah, but for some reason, certain albums like maybe a 2014 Forest Hill Drive, mm-hmm. it's taken looking at all the little J Coles out there to be like, mm-hmm. okay, I think this one is probably a classic and it's his best album. Yeah, and an album like Daytona or Bandana. I'm trying to think, what are some more? Maybe we'll look back soon and say one of those Mac Miller albums was a classic. Mm-hmm. See more rappers starting to rap in that swimming type of vibe. I'm like, oh, yeah, maybe swimming was a classic album. That's the one know. thing I think I might disagree with you. Because, again, that word classic is a very powerful word. I, I don't know. Think I can I just know. give it to everyone. And the biggest thing that uh, a classic has to have, and, of course, there's a lot of factors, but a classic needs to be impactful. And that's really mm-hmm. tough because if you are a lower-tier artist, an independent artist, uh, like, you know what I mean, uh, just a raw artist who's underground, it's very hard for you to have an impactful album that affects everyone. But that mm-hmm. is a factor. So when you said, like, for example, you said Bandana was a classic. Bandana is an incredible album. It really checks yeah, off the yeah. box for me in all the classic categories, except for impact. I know you were saying before, well, impact in me, yeah, but did it impact <laughs> the whole nah, entire you culture? You know what I mean? Like to Paper Butterfly, it was impactful. Yeah. It was using like movements and stuff like that, you know, with all right. So I just think that's the exception it has to yeah. have. And I don't think we've had an impactful album. And last time I can think of one was 2017 when we had Lemonade, Damn, 444. Like that was a peak year. And I think we haven't yeah. met that yet. I'm trying to think of other albums in the last 10 years that mm-hmm. people would call classics. I th- most people would say Daytona mm-hmm. is a classic. Fair. Uh, I'm trying to think what else. I mean, I, no one's, I don't think people are saying like Care For Me by Saab is a classic. Mm-mm. I'm trying to think, think of well-regarded albums. I think it's just Freddie and Pusha who are, who are pushing the boundaries. I don't think which they is, have classics. but Which is surprising they since, they have, since their albums are like boom-bap classic. They're not mm-hmm. pushing the sound classics mm-hmm. compared to maybe what a Kendrick Lamar would do. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think off the top of my head. Like it's not even boom bap. It's also trap albums that aren't getting classic. Remember, we had Rodeo, DS2, etc. Yeah. You know what? Mm-hmm. I think I, so I'm not as big a fan of trap music. So I don't mm-hmm. know. There's so many albums in that lane that mm-hmm. there's like future albums that I don't know if I would call it a classic. Like mm-hmm. DS2, I think yep. everyone calls it a classic album. Yep, classic, yep. Uh, Without warning. I think, I think Astroworld is a classic album. It should have been. I think been, top not. to bottom. It is so good. It inspires mm-hmm. so much of the current rap right now. Mm-hmm. Every single song is a banger. I think mm-hmm. Astro is probably a classic. This is the problem, though. Majority of people will tell you Rodeo is better than Astro World. Not to mention, you know, sometimes you can always, always like debate real, back and forth. But there's a high, a high amount of people will tell you point blank. Rodeo is very clear. And also, Astro World was long. It had some filler. But again, classics cannot filler. Yeah, I, I, won't, I, won't, I won't bash that off. But I just yeah. think um, Astro World was more impactful than Rodeo. But at the same time, I just don't think Astroworld in quality. It was just really a moment. It, it was a huge moment in time. He the Astroworld Festival. Like it was just mm-hmm. everything about it. Mm-hmm. And he actually stuck to a concept which we don't see that much off mm-hmm. often. Great rollout. Mm-hmm. It's a good album. I'm, I'm trying to think this, off the top man. of my head. I'm gonna say this: people. Astroworld should have been a classic. Hear me clearly. I said it should have been because, like should've you said, been. it was humongous. It sold like 525,000 first week. It was incredible. The only problem was it lacked it lacked critical acclaim. Like, it didn't win anything. I felt so bad for Travis when yeah. he didn't win a Grammy. Um, well, so many awards, he didn't win he, anything. So, yeah. Lo- that was a hard year at the Grammys. That was mm-hmm. Daytona, Swimming, yeah. Invasion of Privacy, which ended up winnings. But it should have uh, been Astro. Again, yes, Astro. Nah, it shouldn't have been Astro. It should have been Push. Dude, Daytona and Astro are both good, but which one had the most impact? Well, we just said one's a classic, and we said the other one's not a classic. So I think I said it should have, should have. Oh, 
I don't yeah, think now you know I, don't think, <laughs> I don't think neither of them should be classic. And low um, key. Yeah. I mean, Astroworld's not even the best album that dropped the night it released. Oh, Max Swimming? Yeah. I will not forget. That's, I listened to the album That's my biasness. I was working at JCPenney at that time. Once it was my break time. <gasps> swimming? Astros? Come on now. Oh. Swimming. Shout out to my boy, It was Mac. hard. Shout yeah. out, Mac. What an album. Yeah. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. But well, let us know what you guys think about the classics. Um, let us know if you think Daytona is a classic, because I don't. Maybe I'm on the edge, but I, I kind of don't. But to our conversation about independent creatives, and I, when I say creatives, I mean of all aspects, from mm-hmm. digital designers to musicians to uh, film directors, all that stuff. Um, essentially, there was a tweet from an independent artist, right? And in this tweet, he's basically saying that he was taking a break from music basically because he wasn't feeling passionate about it anymore. He was losing his sense of way. And the biggest thing, too, was he wasn't having fun. And I mm-hmm. think that's such a big thing, especially as an independent artist. It is a road less travel, but not so much anymore because everything, everyone is doing it. And yeah. I remember Mitch Mula saying something that was so profound to me, but so simple and true. People claim to be independent artists, but they don't do it by choice. They yeah. do it because <laughs> they have to, because no label or anybody wants you. And because technology has improved now, we have the ability to make music literally in our rooms. We don't need a label to give us a studio. Mm-hmm. So now everyone can do it, and now that makes that oversaturated. And because of that, not everyone can get that high-quality sound, and not everyone's going to make it. Basically, going independent is slim to none. It really is. And mm-hmm. I feel like the, the passion will eventually fizzle out unless you truly love what you're doing and you're not looking for external reward. But that's the whole conundrum. Adam, what do you think, man? I mean, I love that point by Mitch Mula. It's also a mm-hmm. hilarious point. Yeah. Isn't it? Everyone everyone feels like they're Chance the Rapper. Yeah. Like putting on that independent hat. Like, nah, mm-hmm. bro, you're doing that because you have no <laughs> labels calling your name. <laughs> I think at the end of the day, you just can't make music mm-hmm. to get fame. You have to purely do it for fun. Mm-hmm. And if it works out, it works out. I think that kind of yeah. has to be the mindset mm-hmm. because as someone who makes music, get uninspired all the time trying to make music that my friends will listen to, but me and my friends don't listen to the same music. It's not, mm-hmm. I don't want to make music that's played at parties. I make like jazzier J. Cole style type music. And once it stops being fun, it you start getting like angry at yourself and it's just, it's just not it. And I mm-hmm. think, I don't know how to phrase this. People are just like, yeah, too focused on these artists who have done it before. And it was different. Like a lot of these artists we listen to now got so popular in the beginning of the internet age and blog era age. People like Mac Miller, J. Cole, Kendrick Lamar, Drake, mm-hmm. Logic, ASAP Rocky, Action Bro- like All these people got so big on Dat Piff. And maybe it's maybe there needs to be like a new storm of something that happens to change the game. That Because it's just so much oversaturation of music. Yeah. And at the end of the day, you got you got to make the music you like or it's not fun whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And I think that new wave is getting towards um, short content in terms of TikTok and like the metaverse, yeah. which we'll get to a little bit later. But the biggest thing I want to emphasize is what you said, um, basically about if you want to be famous, if your whole goal is to be famous, you can't be an independent artist. I think that's just the hard truth. Yeah. Um, if you want to be famous, your, yeah. It's going to affect your mental health so hard mm-hmm. if you're only looking for fame or even a specific yeah. number of result. Mm-hmm. I think, and we even had this someone talk about our podcast. If one person listens to this podcast, that's one person who took time out of their day to listen. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I, you kind of have to have the same mindset in your music. They could have exactly. listened to J. Cole or Kendrick Lamar and someone, one person chose to listen to you. Mm-hmm. That's enough. Yeah, because if you want to be famous, you need a label. You have to. If you want to be a quote-unquote superstar, but mm-hmm. if you just want to focus and enjoy, I guess, the journey and really grow as a person and as an artist, you can take that independent route. But don't expect people to jump on board all of a sudden because if you keep those expectations high, 
you will be mm-hmm. you'll be you'll be um disappointed and i couldn't imagine again spending all your time effort money and it just doesn't go right i remember there's a story of um this, his name is jared brady he's a, he's a big person i look up to and he just he's spent so much money on everything and trying to get his um specific artwork out there he dropped a recent album this was a little bit not recent but in 2017 he dropped a big album for himself um i forget the title i'm choking but it was an incredible album nonetheless and it didn't do the sales numbers he was looking for and that really deteriorated him really ate at him and it's like you should just try to enjoy the journey i know it's kind of hard to say like oh i'm not going to worry about the numbers or see Mm -hmm. or see who's going to look at it because if no one's looking at it it that's that's the point of making it you know what i mean so it's kind of it's kind of hard i don't know I just had a point in my head and I totally blanked out about it. Yeah. Um, Dan, let me think. There's just, there's just so many artists out there and you really, it's, mm-hmm. it's so hard to compare yourself to other people because mm-hmm. I do it constantly. Sometimes I don't even mm-hmm. like going on Twitter because mm-hmm. I don't want to see other artists doing stuff that like I wish I was getting up and yeah. doing. And I just think at the end of the day, it just has to be something you enjoy. It's mm-hmm. so much more fun making music that like I listen mm-hmm. to and I walk around and I'm like, oh, this is something I would want to listen to. Yeah. And making maybe a popular song that can be played at a, a bar mm-hmm. or the club or a fraternity party. Yeah. And it's and not, it's, mm-hmm. No, go on. And I was going to say, here's another thing too. The question of whether you should really dive at it full time or maybe get a second job because I know a lot of people and a lot of great yeah. stories. For example, uh, Callie Uchis, her story is incredible. You know, she was kicked out of her house at 17. And when she was kicked out of her house at 17, that was because she was skipping classes and focusing on music mm-hmm. to the point that she was homeless. She would go to school and come back to sleep in her car to focus on music. But she continued to pursue her, her dreams and eventually she dropped a mixtape. And that mixtape was heard by Todd, the creator, who eventually put her on Cherry yeah. Bomb and that big song, See You Again, correct? Right? See, was it See uh-huh. You Again? Yeah. So, yeah, See You Again. Yeah. So maybe, I don't know, I've heard stories of people saying I'm jumping the gun and moving to L.A. or New York. But that's a problem because you only hear the success stories, but you don't hear the millions yeah. of failures. So, yeah. Yeah, I think that's, I remember what I was going to say, that there's mm-hmm. so many cautionary tales out there of artists who are famous mm-hmm. right now telling us the most fun they ever had making music was when, when they were making music with no expectations in their mm-hmm. bedroom. Yep. And it's like, how many artists do we have to hear say this until we keep following the same path, mm-hmm. getting to a certain plat- point? Then yep. crying about it, how the label won't let you make the music you want to make. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's so many cautionary tales about it. These artists mm-hmm. say the best time they ever had making music was when, when they were making it for fun in their bedrooms. Mm-hmm. And in response to that Callie story, mm-hmm. like, yeah, there's a lot of stories that don't end that same way. Yeah. And it's really a case-by-case scenario. And she's just so good at music. Yeah. I guess it's part of it's just like having a self-awareness of your mm-hmm. skill level. And... Yeah, like there's sometimes I rap on a Freddie Gibbs type beat and I know mm-hmm. my voice is not meant for these hard hitting beats. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to get some bars off and do it. Yeah. I know my voice is meant for a soft type instrumental, do, 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 but sometimes do. yeah, sometimes you wanna you wanna spaz out and make the songs you wanna make and maybe it's just to show a couple friends. Yeah. Sometimes it's to release it. But I think it's really case by case if you wanna mm-hmm. go at it full time. I know Chris Patrick, mm-hmm. he was working at Best Buy for a while and he you gotta really gain your following. I think yeah. you definitely have to have a second profession while you do it. Yeah. Which is fine. There's no reason to ever look down upon that mm-hmm. and feel like, oh, I'm not giving it my all 100% of the day yeah. in the studio. I'm not even sure it's healthy to spend mm-hmm. that much time in a studio making music. I think yep. you have to have other life experiences mm-hmm. to discuss. Part of that's working a job. Yeah. But what makes that so difficult is the fact that when you think about athletes, right, and I see LeBron or whoever, Stephen Curry, Steve, yeah, Steph Curry, and he's like, you know, I've spent hours and hours and hours, Kobe in the gym shooting. They are putting 100% of their time at one thing in order to be good. 
But as soon as you get that second job or whatever, which some people have to, we understand again, some people have families, mm-hmm. children, whatever. You split your time and you can devote all that time into your yeah. craft. And if that's the case in a competitive environment, you are, you're, you're slacking. Not, not necessarily slacking because you're working hard, but you're, you're tailing behind. And mm-hmm. that's going to affect, again, your craft and your skills. And that's where the situation comes to. So it's either you go out full time, 100%, you give it your all so, to, in order to improve, or you have to go on a slow journey where you may maybe be able to split it half and half. I mean, that's kind of my idea, at least with almost like sound centric, you know, this isn't a full-time thing I'm doing. You know, I'm also a student. I'm hoping to go to graduate school for medicine. That's like my professional-wise, but in terms of my business, mm-hmm. what I'm passionate about, which is music and sound-centric, I'm going to use that to leverage that. And I know that's a long-term thing. It's a long-term game. It's not going to blow up in yeah. two seconds. But I guess for my for my scenario, my situation, that's the road that I would have to take, you know? Yeah. And I was watching a documentary or like a mini documentary about J. Cole. And mm-hmm. I'm sure a lot of people who listen to this have heard it before about how he would wake up every morning. He'd write three full pages yep. of raps, mm-hmm. which... Definitely. That's there's that definitely helps him get his skill up. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, J. Cole also has the best rap voice of all time. <laughs> so like I don't even know what would have happened if he yeah. didn't do that. He might be mm-hmm. just as famous. Like who knows? Because I think yeah. he really mm-hmm. like his voice is just perfect. I think he, yeah. everyone was gonna like his rap music. Mm-hmm. But I think it's just having that understanding, that self awareness about yourself mm-hmm. and just doing what makes you happy. If this starts becoming a job to you or you mm-hmm. start it starts affecting your mental health. Mm-hmm. Take a step away, just like our yeah. guy Oldie has decided to do. Mm-hmm. And yeah, come back when it starts being fun again. Yeah. I think it's also just a matter of accepting the fact that you might not be big and being okay with that. Because if you're yeah. not going to be okay with that, it's going to eat you up. It's going to eat well, you that's, up inside. That's what our guy Marlon Kraft recently posted mm-hmm. about. Mm-hmm. He was saying that how fans keep hitting him up and telling him, why aren't you big yet? Why aren't you big? Mm-hmm. And I think he knows he could get big, like big kind of easily because mm-hmm. he has already has a huge fan base for someone who's yep. completely independent mm-hmm. and he can make a certain style of music that could get mm-hmm. bigger and he could sign to a label mm-hmm. and he's deciding to go out himself he has no manager so it's different like he has no i'm sure he's some t- sort of team around him and he posted a whole thank you to all of his fans because it's crazy how well he does mm-hmm. how well he is received and me and you know why it's because he's mm-hmm. fucking good at music oh, he's yeah. really he is really good at this rap shit and he mm-hmm. also has a really good rap voice but yeah, it's interesting to see someone go about it with no team. And I know you, mm-hmm. you have some thoughts about Russ's career and how yeah. he taught himself all these different things, which is also another smart move to save money. Yeah. And for Marlon, again, if you're not heard of Marlon Kraft, he is, I have no words to talk about this. Bro, he's he so good. so incredible. I'm telling you right now, he's one of the best up and coming MCs. I'm talking about like the Denzels, the GIDs. Marlon is right there. It's just that he's an independent artist and he doesn't have that backing from a label or a huge yeah. collective unit like uh um, Dreamville or whoever, you know. Um, but the big I think thing bar with, for bar, he, he bar for I think bar. bar, bro. I think he's better than most of these people out here. I, you know it. And Marlon, if you're too, I, I want to share this with Marlon too on Twitter. He's got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We Marlon, love you, Marlon. Seriously, he's been listening to you for a while. But the thing with Marlon was that surprised me was he said he had no team, no yeah. manager, no nothing. He's doing this strictly by himself, which shows how far we've came um, in terms of in ter- how far we've come in terms of just technology and advancing. Mm-hmm. But to do that all by yourself is insane. And the fact that he's kind of yeah. accepting the fact that I may not be big and that's okay. Because the thing is, if you don't have a team, if you don't have a manager, I don't think you can make it. I don't. I really don't think you can make it. And in terms of Russ, it's right? Hard. Russ is the golden boy story. I love Russ. He is um, yeah. iconic for what he's done in the independent um, scene. He really was DIY. He's a DIY pioneer. I'm a DIY pioneer. Yeah. I can yeah. size you up. And it was just him and Boogus starting it up. He learned how to produce, engineer, and songwrite all by himself, which isn't a thing I think everyone is built for. 
because not only does it take a lot of effort, but it can really just be you you have to master three things at once, which isn't reasonable. But for him, yeah. he had to. He had no choice. It was life or death for him. He dropped out of college and he he went for it and it happened. But you don't know how many people have done that and have failed. I'm not saying don't go after your dreams and try that, but it's just I don't know. And he was smart too because after his promotion, he was able to get a manager. He got a manager. After the manager, he got um, an agent to book uh-huh. him at certain places. And then eventually that led him to Sound of Columbia for a little bit to pump up his album. Russ is this big, obviously as a fan base, but he pushed it out there when he signed of Columbia. It's making these moves and not just staying independent, which is mm-hmm. a big thing, you know? Yeah, there's only so many artists that we've seen actually have superstar. Probably just Chance the Rapper. Yeah. It's probably just him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's really hard out here. There's people like Saba. Yeah. I'm not even sure if Saba's fully independent still. Mm-hmm. And he's someone who's gotten decently big off yeah. this, but yeah, just mm-hmm. ma- imagine how huge he could be. Mm-hmm. But once again, not everyone. It doesn't seem like everyone's happy being that. Once they get to that huge yeah. stage, they're like, yeah, I missed the days when I was performing for two thousand people who actually mm-hmm. liked my music for the yeah. message. Yeah, not just like clout. Mm-hmm. And the fact of the matter is, you got to eat. You know what I mean? You yeah. got you got you got to make bread. You got to make money, and especially if you want to make money for your craft that you're putting in so much effort into, you need money, and that's where the label comes in. So I got a question for you. Hypothetically, if your music goes up, you blow whatever. Will you stay independent or will you sign to a label? Show me where to sign. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it would. <laughs> um, I actually saw someone DJ Booth for any independent independent yeah. artist following mm-hmm. us. Definitely follow DJ Booth because mm-hmm. they have great series about. How to navigate as an independent artist. Mm-hmm. And I saw how they were saying that um, certain record labels will provide a lawyer to artists are signing. Mm-hmm. And they were saying, do not use the record label as lawyer. Like, <laughs> at the end of the day, they're going to work for them. <laughs> like, yeah, at the end of the day, they're representing the label. Yeah. They're not saying that every lawyer for the label is trying mm-hmm. to like screw you over, mm-hmm. but just understand that they work for the record label. So definitely yeah. look into getting your own lawyer. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're talking, if you're asking me what I saw on a 360 deal, Probably not. I think we've learned from from those moments in like the Lil Yachty Joe Button history. But yeah, if it if it works out, I, I mean, it would be so specific case by case, like mm-hmm. what the deal is, and yeah. who knows where my music would. I don't even know what it would be at that point that I had a yeah. big song and they were looking mm-hmm. into signing me. If it was because yeah. like a song went off on TikTok, it might be a different mm-hmm. story than if I had a whole album culturally mm-hmm. go off. Yeah, so, yes. yeah. For me, in my case, I I definitely would take it. I'm not gonna cap because that allows me. It allows me time, energy, and space. It allows me to focus on yeah. the music and obviously be aware of the business aspect, but have a backing behind me that's doing the work for me. Because mm-hmm. if you're independent, you have to be the businessman. Not only are you an artist, you are a businessman or woman. It's just what it is. And some things I don't I don't want to get into. I want my lawyer to figure out what the percentage is and royalties and stuff. I don't want to have to deal with that. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's, also, that's a big thing, you know? And I think it depends on the label. For example, mm-hmm. so hypothetically, say mm-hmm. Dreamville calls me up. Mm-hmm. They want to sign me. I'm like, oh my God, the GOAT, J. Cole wants mm-hmm. to sign me. J. Cole is probably someone who can sympathize with the fact of his whole workout thing where mm-hmm. he lost his passion because they were trying mm-hmm. to make him make a hit song. Mm-hmm. And he did it and he, he lets his hero down. And then mm-hmm. J. Cole tells the label, oh, wait, I'm dropping an album with no singles and no features. Mm-hmm. And they're like, I don't know. And then it works <laughs> out. And I'm sure, I'm sure if anyone in the Dreamville label mm-hmm. wanted to go about that like J. Cole did, he'd have to say yes. Yeah, he'd be a hypocrite if he was like, "Nope, loot." Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, Kaz. Yep. We need the hit song. Yeah. So, like in that case, yeah, like J Cole seems like the awesome, the most awesome label mm-hmm. boss, and even, but if I'm signed to like a popular label, mm-hmm. and they're like, "We well, need a hit," I'm like, "I don't know how to make a hit." 
It's, it's, it's a way, <laughs> way different strat. They're like, you cannot yeah. put this album out until there's a hit song. Yeah. And then you're five years into trying to find it, and you're like, this fucking sucks. I miss <laughs> making, I miss making music over J Cole type beats in my room. Yeah. The thing about signing to a label where there's already a popular rapper like Dreamville, like Shady, I would stay away from that completely. Because in my mind, if you sign to those record labels, you're going to be second tier by default. Yeah, it's Everyone's going to look at the number one guy and you're not going to break through. So I feel like I have to sign to my own, of course, with correct, um, with a lawyer, with correct um, mm-hmm. like uh, specific details and stuff that correlate with where, where I'm moving at. Um, yeah. But that matters to me, me, me. That matters to me. And another thing is, do you think you have to live in LA or New York in order to be in that position? Not, I know Jay Cole, he moved to New York immediately. Yeah, yeah not so. anymore. Mm-hmm. I bet it definitely helps being mm-hmm. in LA and New York because like, then you're able to actually go to the studio with artists and be collaborating. Mm-hmm. But this day and age, I don't think it's necessary. You know? Okay. Say do you? I, I think I there's like, know. there's just so much stuff online. Mm-hmm. Like, you can figure it out. But it's scary because I feel like it's oversaturated. You know what I mean? You know how many TikToks are there? Definitely. People is, just yeah. standing in front of the camera and rapping or singing to me. Not yeah. hating and not saying don't do that because that's how you have to promote yourself. But it's just like it gets oversaturated and you won't stand out. You need to be able to come with a new and fresh way to yeah. stand out. And I guess I that like can kind of transform best, to this TikTok combo. Mm-hmm. The best way, I guess, is starting to become like a little bit of a get a cult following in your city and then mm-hmm. expand from there. Yep. So like, for example, you can just like start going to, for us, going to mm-hmm. Columbus open mic events mm-hmm. and starting to become a name in Columbus yep. and then grow from there. That's probably the mm-hmm. best way to go about it. Mm-hmm. But I don't, like, it's so hard to climb the New York City ladder. Yeah. Like, J. Cole just happened mm-hmm. to be so fucking dope, stood outside Jay-Z's office, yeah. gave him, and yeah. Jay-Z was like, I'm not Honestly, listening to this. This shit was so lucky. Like, people forget so that luck is a huge factor into this, into yeah. blowing up. Yeah. But that, that, that didn't even work for J. Cole. I don't think Jay-Z listened to him. And then someone mm-hmm. gave... Jay Z a disc and was like, listen to this, and then like mm-hmm. J Cole was like, yeah, that was my music that I I stood outside waiting for you. Like <laughs> and he you got, said no, and you said no. Um, so yeah, it's it's a lot of it's it's really lucky, yeah. and sometimes it's like for the Saba mm-hmm. Chance rapper like that. Those were kids who grew up together and Vic, Vic Mensa, mm-hmm. and that whole squad. People who grew up together in Chicago made music together, and they all some of them fell off. There's people mm-hmm. who were on those albums that we don't listen to as much yeah. anymore. Mm-hmm. Someone like No Name seems mm-hmm. to have quit. I'm rapping. Oh yeah, yeah. Some of those guys aren't around anymore. There's people who are mm-hmm. signed to to Saba's like collective. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure how that works exactly. Yeah, but they're not that well known. I'm not sure what they do for a living full time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sometimes I question. I question that, but I think that just goes to show that even if you made it, you haven't really made it. And people mm-hmm. tend to forget that these artists are human beings. I mean, I was listening to uh, Logic did a review of Fantano's review. If you get, what I need I'm to saying, watch that video, which was funny, yeah. right? And one thing he said was really. Um, like struck me was Chance was the most beloved child in hip hop. He dropped Ten Days to Acid Rap to Coloring Book. He was on top of the world. He was on top. He sacrificed so much in the independent uh, sector. He drops one fumble, just one fumble, and everyone turns on him, hates him, shits on him. That's the end of his career. Just off yeah, the back crazy. of that, so it kind of just tells you that you can't even rely on your fans. And I know that's almost hurtful to say because your fans boost you up, but it's like. At the end of the day, the core is you need to you need to enjoy the process and enjoy the journey and love what yeah. you're doing and surround yourself with good people. The fans aren't going to take you. The money ain't going to take you. And the streams and the numbers ain't going to take you nowhere. The pressure yeah. going to hit. You see these celebrities <laughs> out here. Yeah, I mean, and that that story is so specific because yeah. maybe Chance Chance needed less yes men around him. Like his mm-hmm. manager tried telling him, "Hey, don't drop the album," and he fired his manager. Uh, is, this, uh, is this actually a true story? Is that actually what yeah. happened? Yeah. <laughs> his he Chance tweeted like, "I'm dropping the album oh in my June." Oh God. I don't know when the tweet was, but like he's like, I'm dropping the album in June. Mm-hmm. And his manager was like, you haven't started the album yet. Like you're boxing yourself in, like don't put a date out. Mm-hmm. And he ended up firing his manager after the success like didn't happen. 
with yeah. a big day, and it's disappointing. I think yeah. Chance will bounce back though. Mm-hmm. He's dropped some good singles. It just sucks. He was the biggest. He was like one of those top four artists. Like he was it's like crazy, the, with huh? the Travis Scotts about like just mm-hmm. about to go over. And Travis also has done this hiatus and had his own things that have happened. That yeah, have stopped him from being in that top category. And I definitely think in this generation, and we'll and we're gonna get into this. I don't think you can have a long hiatus as you used to before. Like for example, Eminem dropped two thousand four, dropped in two thousand nine, so five years. Bruno Mars did like a five year thing. Um, but I don't think that's possible anymore. Kendrick, I think, was the last artist along with Frank Ocean to be doing this. But as yeah. music gets shorter. As albums get shorter, now albums are almost a non... They still exist, obviously, duh. But it's like a non-favorable thing. It's all about singles now. So can you really drop something, disappear, and come back while us generation have billions of different avenues to go through and accept that dopamine and ignore all your, your, you know, interactions? Because we can easily ignore you and not push you Mm -hmm. later on. Yeah. It's so depending the artist and you have Mm -hmm. to live up to it. Because if you drop that album after five years and it doesn't work... Mm-hmm. It sucks. Someone like Kendrick Lamar has just done it time after time. Mm-hmm. Frank Ocean is just so skilled, I guess, that we yeah. all just wait around for him. Bruno Mars, so skilled, we all just yeah. wait around for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's really hard. Yeah. <laughs> it's really hard to do that. And singles are so interesting. Like ASAP mm-hmm. Rocky dropped a single for his album. Mm-hmm. It's a good song. It was way too slow. Yeah. And like, I now have like no interest. Like, I've lost interest. That's crazy. I'm so excited. He's one of the artists I'm truly excited to hear from. Like, I love him. I don't know why, who let him drop that as the single. But I feel like he has enough creative control. He's like, I personally want to do this. It's meaningful yeah. to me. So it kind of shows like some, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure he'll he'll do well once it drops. I'm sure it'll be yeah. a great album. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I guess that's, that's an example of someone not trying to get like heavy streams. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm dying. No, you're good. I saw you. You're all good. The Alex allergy season, bro. He just sneezed. He couldn't hear. He muted yeah. himself. Like, it's all good. <laughs> But yeah, man, it's 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 crazy because people are pushing singles now. The label are pushing singles, and because of TikTok and how things are working, and also the only way to blow up, I feel like, is singles. You know, I heard um, I think it was Andrew Kelly who was like, "I don't think I might drop albums as much anymore. I might just drop singles because if you drop a whole project, no one's really gonna sit down and listen. Yeah. But if you drop a single and it's starting to get buzzed, people will give it a listen, a three minute, yeah. two minute listen. Yeah. I think it's had to, that just can't speak. That just has to go with like your creative direction. Like mm-hmm. if you're making music to just which most people are is trying to gain a little mm-hmm. bit more of a following. You have yeah. to do singles. Mm-hmm. For example, for me, I'm just really excited to drop an album just because yeah. I just want to drop an album artistically. Yeah, and well, I can deal with I can deal with getting singles and getting bigger after that. Mm-hmm. But for I just take, taken such a break for myself mm-hmm. that I want to do that. Yeah, but yeah, it depends the person and like yeah. their goal with it. Do you like the way we're moving towards how shorter songs, um, <clears throat> shorter albums? Right, the albums used to be longer. Now it's like 10, 12, and you know. I'm not like, mad at it, depending. Yeah, dude, long albums are hard. Even mm-hmm. like when I listen to classic albums, like over an hour is just really difficult. Yeah. And even like throwing a random song, We Major, with like mm-hmm. Kanye and Nas, it's like a seven minute song. Oh, but seven or, minutes perfect. Yeah, it's, just, <laughs> seven, oh, it's amazing. I love the song, but I don't know, so, songs are hard to listen to when there's three verses. Even songs yeah. I love now, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's hard to get through. Yeah. Unless so you think it's, it's a keeping good me thing? around. You think it's, it's a not good a thing? Mm-hmm. There's a, there's a good and bad side to it. I definitely think more concise albums force artists to make the best music and pick yeah. the best music, mm-hmm. less filler. But yeah, like one minute songs are also not enough time to get out a full thought. Some yeah. depending what the goal is of the song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, yeah. I'm just I'm just scared because I feel like albums and artistic creativity is obviously we still have it if it's in you, but in terms of putting it out into the world into the mainstream. It's almost something that we're not appreciating anymore. We only care about singles. Everyone just wants to hear a singles now. Because what? If you have a single, you can put it on a playlist. And everyone has their own playlist. So mm-hmm. it's it's hectic. But I'm going to ask you one more thing. 
and we're going to end this here. Uh, there's another thing with Morgan Gold, how she got into a debate about performing. Because of streaming, and now everyone can just make music in their room, technically, you don't have to be a good performer. You don't have to go up there and battle rap and prove to people that mm-hmm. you can actually be on the mic and spit or be on the mic and sing. You can really just stay in your room, hide in your room, and not have to be a good uh, performer. What do you think about that? Or do you think you have to? I think you have to be a good performer because mm-hmm. at some point you will have to go on a stage, mm-hmm. at least until the metaverse happens. I don't know <laughs> what that will be. But for now, you have to go on the stage and impress people. And I've seen mm-hmm. bad shows and I've taken notes on what good shows mm-hmm. are. And I think one thing, I was thinking about this today on my walk. If you're mm-hmm. a young artist making music and you don't have a fan base, realistically, no one above like 25 is probably listening to your music. Mm-hmm. So my thought process is we all know that we all listen to music that we liked when we were younger. That's mm-hmm. what we tend to do. So the most likely age group of people who will try listening to your new music is probably younger kids. That's facts. So like being able to go on college tours and college shows and building a fan base at colleges Mm -hmm. is really important. And in order to do that, you have to be a good performer. Yeah. And you have to be someone that they enjoy hearing talk to. Yeah. Yeah. Guys, that was a that was a gem right there. Logic did the same thing. He went to University of Maryland, did the exact mm-hmm. same thing. If you know, you know. Hey, man, Adam's going big places. I'm excited for you, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really excited where you end up with the music business. But let us know what you guys think about the whole independent process. You know, is it oversaturated? Do you think everyone is built for it? Just let us know. But I think that's all we have. You got anything to say, Adam? Uh, hey, nope. just take take these gems. I'm free of charge. <laughs> take them out. Write them down. Yes, sir. You know what it is. Thank you guys for tuning in. We appreciate y'all. We'll see ya. Peace. Yeah.